2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40
0: gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Dr. Vic, and you are listening to another amazing interview on the mindful experiment. Today I had the distinct pleasure of interviewing Michael Post and Alice Sinoe. And I've known Michael for quite some time and now his new wife Alice who I've gotten to know over a period of time also are two awesome individuals. So two great souls who are here to help expand the consciousness of humanity through the power of meditation and spirituality. One of the things of knowing, getting to know Michael over the years, is that he's a guy that doesn't, you know, the in spirituality, there's this I always call it the feel good, fluffy type of stuff that exists, and him and I have gelled really well because we don 't get into that. we get straight to the point we keep things simple and we share how to get pieces of information and ways to transform your life so you can expand and remember the greatness of who you are from within and uh Michael and I, when every time we we get together we get we time flies it'll be two hours talking and i 'm going, "Whoa," and in this podcast, this kind of happened there was There was things we didn't want. I had to stop because we would have went like five, eight, 12 hours in. Um, That's just what happens when him and I connect. And especially with Alice, we just all feed off each other and we just share our passion, our love and our appreciative of one another. And it just continues to rock and roll. In this podcast, we're going to talk a lot about spiritualism. We're going to talk about Michael's going to share his past, Ellison, her why, and what they went through and how through their experiences and how they're helping individuals transform their mind and remember the greatness of who they are. And they use it in so many different ways. And they'll share the element of meditation and the power of what meditation has done for them in their life. And then what are they doing now with their, their center and so much more? So sit back, get a pen and paper out. This is a long interview. It's an amazing interview. It's a great interview. It won't feel long because you're going to feel the passion between all of us as we share. As I had the honor of interviewing Michael Post and Alice Sinoe from the Samanti Center. Everyone, welcome to the show. This is Dr. Vic, and I have the distinct honor and pleasure to have these two amazing souls, uh, Michael Post and Alice, you know we. I want to uh, appreciate you guys being on.
2: Thank you. We, we are so honored and we are so grateful to be here with you.
1: Yes, thank, you. thank you very much for having us.
2: Oh, our pleasure. My pleasure. So,
0: We got a lot to talk about. I know every time we got, we, we, uh, uh, connect, it's always a a fun and spiritual, uh, connection and, and we just go down so many rabbit holes in so many amazing ways. I know I feel uplifted afterwards. I know the listeners after this episode are going to feel uplifted. Um, I want to just really start, you know, kind of just background to where you guys, um, where you guys started to where you are today. I know you guys got the Samati Center and everything that you're doing there, but, as always, we always have a story, right? A journey, something that led us, guided us in some way to what we're doing today. Um, would you guys care to share a little bit about that?
1: Of course, of course. That's why we're here. Michael, go ahead and and you give them your
2: your why, and then I'll I'll come in. Well, <clears throat> unfortunately, unfortunately, but fortunately, we only have an hour, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That says it in itself. Um well the, my why is looking at my own my own version and my own personal experience with meditation because that's what samadhi is really about is breaking down the simplicity and the importance of meditation. And coming from my own journey is that when I went into meditation, is that I didn't have the tools. So when I went into meditation, I'm sure a lot of people go through this, and I'm sure you, you also went through this as the mind, that when we're not aware of its mechanism and how it functions in our, you know, in our connection with life and how that interprets life, then we become our own victims, feeling like we're victims, but we're really creators. And when I had that experience, I felt like I was literally possessed. I felt like I was literally unworthy. And I was looking for confirmation. I was looking for value. I was looking for recognition. I was looking for love in all the wrong places because I was always chasing my tail, waiting for someone to save me or something to save me. So fast forward, um, I had to face myself. And in facing myself, it actually freed myself. And that is what really Samadhi is about. That's my why is I really would love to, to, and I love serving people, to face themselves to free themselves. Because, I mean, we can go into different concepts and ideas, but it's really that simple. It's facing yourself because we are our best friends. We're not our worst enemies. We've just been programmed to believe that. Now, when we realize we are our best friends and we can sit with ourselves, because just like we can sit with someone and have a great conversation, why can't we do that with ourselves? Why is that an exception? Why is that why does that sound crazy? And that is why I love doing what I do, Dr. Vic, because now I can literally just sit in quiet and enjoy myself and fall in love with myself and appreciate myself. And it came from you know many years of troubleshooting that before I used to use meditation to escape my reality, but now I use meditation to complement and create my reality. And that is what we love to share and remind people that we're always creating our reality. We're always, you know, moving our 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 truth, our own truths are manifesting. But what is it what what is it we want our truth to be? And are we happy with the truth that we're experiencing? Because everybody is is telling truth. It's just what truth do we want to tell?
0: Getting deep right off the bat, I like that. Was it, you know, just to ask? I got a couple of questions for you, you know, just to dive in deeper. Was it because I love how you said I had to face myself to free myself? That that is just so powerful in so many ways. Um, was it tough to face yourself? Was it? Uh, because some people, you know, uh, it, people meditate for the first time, they get uncomfortable because it's like, wait a minute, I'm not used to being all these thoughts and uh, this connection with self when I'm so used to being distracted. Um, how was that journey when you started to face yourself more and more?
2: That's a great question, Dr. Vick. And to keep it very simple and short, because you, uh, you and I and Alice, we know how deep we can get and how long we can go. Of course.
0: And, and no worries. We'll go as long as we have to. <laughs> I love good content and a good episode. So that we'll make this. work.
2: Well, don't give me too much green light because we'll be here six or seven. hours. <laughs> six or seven hours as Ali knows that we can be on. Um, so in it really, really, really to the point is that I. I, I want to be general for all listeners, but I'm going to keep it really raw. Is that OK with you? Oh, yeah. Raw and real is how I like it. Okay. Thank you, brother. I literally felt like I was demonically possessed. I looked in the mirror and I would see a demonic being. But really, it was just a manifestation of the, uh, the ugly, supposedly ugliness, because it was really not ugly. Um, but it was all the manifestations of the unworthiness, the guilt, the, the resentment, the, the hatred, because I hated myself. Consciously. I'm not talking about subconsciously. Consciously, I hated myself, and I just didn't want to live. So my thoughts were being projected in the mirror. And when I seen this, and I was raised in a Christian church. Let me give you guys a little bit of background so it kind of makes more sense. Um, I was raised in a Christian church. I, I, I basically got upset at the church because for mothers and fathers that are going to church, I just want to give you guys some advice. Your greatest church, your greatest service is to your children. Not to think that you need to go to a church to 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 save your children. Does that make sense, Doctor Vic? Because coming okay. from my own perspective, my mom was never at home. She would always be in church. She would always be in prayer services, doing you know you know service for the church. And what that instilled in my consciousness—I can only speak for myself. What that instilled in my consciousness is that my mom loves more God than than me. So that's how God is. God takes away my, my, my only mom because I didn't have my dad. My dad left at nine years old and that was a very traumatic experience that I didn't realize. So I had to go into meditation to figure all this out. But my point is that I felt unworthy. I felt like God didn't love me because God took my mom away. So fast forward a little bit. I got into the gangs. I got into drugs. Um, I became suicidal because everything I did I would take off the shirt off my back. I, I did everything for my friends that I seen like my family on the street and they betrayed me. And I was wondering why I always got betrayed. Why did things always happen to me? Because I had a heart on my shoulder. And even people in the gang lifestyle, they told me, you can't be, you can't be nice and be a gangster. It's just, you just can't. And I said, well, that's just the way that I am. you know. So fast forward, um, I found Awakening, or what we call it, in, in prison and I studied the government because I wanted to come out a more intelligent, more sophisticated criminal. So what I did is I studied the government when I was in prison and then I realized that the depth of what I found out, it's all vibration. And when we, when we live in fear, we're really reciprocating and voting to continue this, in this chaotic cycle, which is not good enough, not worthy enough, that I need to depend on some external power to save me, whether it be in religion, whether it be in politics, whether it be in, in 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 culture. So then I realized later as I progressed, is I found out about meditation and I was like, what is this? And at first, Dr. Vic, when I heard about meditation, I was like, I am not gonna close my eyes. First of all, I don't know if somebody's gonna, you know, betray me. So it was a lot of fear that I would project as as toughness. Because I was, let's just say, externally appearing tough because I didn't fear anyone, <clears throat> but I feared myself. And I feared that when, when I got in that zone, that nothing can stop me. I was unstoppable, Vic. I literally got jumped by you know, two people, three people, sometimes five people, no more than five people, because anybody who's gotten jumped will tell you jumped means when a lot of people beat you up at the same time. And you cannot be jumped by more than five at the maybe extremely six people because they just can't fit. So that's how many people can hit you at one time. It doesn't matter if 20 people are coming at you, only five. So so I literally got jumped maybe every other day for many years because I had to prove myself and I wanted to prove myself. So this really put in my psyche that I wasn't good enough. I was never good enough. So when I found out about meditation... I didn't want to meditate. But for some reason, I just opened up to it. And the the movie that really opened up my eyes, I don't know if you heard of of it, Dr. Vic, but I was in prison and they had us watch this movie. It's called what the bleep do we know?
0: Oh yeah. Good
2: one. That's amazing. I recommend that movie. Very simple. Um, But when that guy says, when that guy says to the girl, because this girl is working with, with, with worthy issues, right? Self-worth. And, And this guy tells her, after they're looking at the structures of water, he says, doesn't that make you wonder? If thoughts can do that to water, imagine what thoughts do to us. (laughs) At the time, I know that we're 70 to 80% water. So I'm like, holy (laughs) cacahuate, this is deep, right? Yeah. I went on this journey of self-discovery, which I didn't know I was discovering myself. I looked outside of myself and reading, meditation, conspiracy theory, all these different kinds of things. And in a nutshell, what I came to discover is that it's all about me. And I, and I, and I apologize if I it sound self-centered, but it's all about you, the listener, listening to this right now. It's all about you. The universe revolves around you, your universe. But we are experiencing the collective together. So when I found out it was about me, because I can't create for anyone else. I can co-create, but you know, Dr. Vic, because you preach it so well you say it so well, that no one, and even that post that you posted today, Ba Su, I love that. Mm-hmm. No one can create for you. You create for you. Collectively, we're joining together, but it's how we're showing up every day, right? So, when I realized that I can only create for me and the betrayal that I was experiencing was only my fabricated betrayal of myself. So then I went into meditation and discovered deeper and deeper facets of myself. And that's how I became free. But when I, when I initiated the journey, was it easy? Because that's your question. Heck, no, it wasn't. It was yeah. simple, but it wasn't easy. Let me, let me break that down quick. It was simple because all I had to do was sit with myself and trust that if I sat with myself, the very essence of life that shows up, my heartbeat beating for me, every single cell of my body thriving for me, the evidence is preponderous of how life shows up for me. But I didn't show up for myself. So the moment I started showing up for myself, then I started getting evidence more and more that I was worthy. But the fear of not wanting to sit with myself was the fact that I was losing myself. So is it easy? No. Is it simple? Yes. Is it worth it? You bet it is.
0: I love it, man. Yeah, it is. uh, It's a profound story you have. there. very powerful. I I sense some books coming out of you soon, um, if not already in the making. (laughs) (laughs) But it it is so true. And it's it's it it is so simple to do. And it blows my mind, especially. I know you guys hear this. It's uh, I don't have time to meditate. I can't sit down. I don't Mm. have the time. I'm too busy. I got these things going on. Right. You guys hear that. And uh, it's one of those things where uh, I always believe that you hear me say this all the time. And I know you guys do, too. You you don't have connection with yourself. You don't have connection with anything. It's just it's in in my world. I always say it's impossible to have a connection with anything else if you don't have connection with self. Exactly. Um, And You know, oh, no, good. Good.
2: The one, the one thing, the one pitch that I've been sharing with a lot of people that I want to share here now, and it's not a pitch, it's actually, it's actually coming from personal experience and everyone listening to this, I know it's going to resonate deeply within you because we're so powerful speaking from personal experience and, and, and Dr. Vic, if, if you would love to share, I would love to hear about you because I know you've got a powerful story and Alice, has got a powerful story. We all have powerful stories and the listeners have powerful stories. But we're not here to compare our stories. We're here to open up, like like different flowers of a garden. Which flower is 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 which flower is better than the other? Which tree is better than the other? It's, each has its own essence and its purpose. And and the one thing that I desire to share is that I I am so powerful that in my previous life in this life that I convinced myself how worthless I was, how pathetic I was, how miserable I was how lost I was, how confused I was, how sick mentally, physically, and spiritually I convinced myself to be. Now, in the medical field, with Dr. Vic, I know you know so well, is something happened long ago that when I got this realization, I was like, holy cacahuate, again. <laughs> <What> is that... And <laughs> for our English speakers, cacahuate uh, means holy... Um, Peanut holy peanut. Okay, so I'm saying holy peanut. Um so when I when I realized in the medical field when they said that we we are so powerful, they said this, and they didn't say we are so powerful. They said that we can cause dis ease in our body. We're we are that powerful. We can cause the C word, which Ali you, you, you can say the word cancer. We can cause this Right, please. Dr. Vic. Like we can cause this in our body, right? Stress is is the number one cause and and with, because of stress we get sick. So Yes. So mm-hmm. when I heard when I heard that, Dr. Vic, a bell rang in my in my in my psyche, in my consciousness, and it said, Wow. They just hung a noose around their around their neck. Cause by admitting that we are the masters to create this ease. Then subconsciously, they planted seeds that we are, subco- we are all masters that can create life, that can create abundance, that can create like a... a, a farming in our body. Yes. That so that's what I wanted to share with the, with the listeners, that you are all so powerful that if you're creating a life that you do not agree with, that does not resonate with you, look at it like it's a lesson, that it's, that it's reminded you how powerful you are but just redirect your power because you're always directing your power. Just redirect it. And that's what meditation is really about because we meditate on so many external things. How is that going for us? Dr. Vic, when we meditate on external things, not so well, not so well. No. How about we redirect our energy and put our attention and love and, and, and direction and attention within ourselves because we are our greatest guru. And when we, when we, redirect our attention within ourselves That sometimes we need proper guides like Dr. Vic and ourselves to, to remind us how simple it is. Right. Yeah. And we can find that guru within us. And like the side effects of that, Dr. Vic, we talk about side effects, right? The side effects of meditating within your own self, loving yourself, getting to know yourself because you can't love yourself. If you don't get to know yourself. I mean, talk about our partner partners, Dr. Vic, right? If we didn't take the time to get to know them and vice versa, would we be experiencing a great relationship that we have now?
0: No, not at all.
2: It's no different with ourselves.
0: Yeah. And I love it. And this relates to the, the, the Lao Tzu quote of that I li- I just love. I made it my first quote in my book, and it talks about how to master the others is strength, but to master yourself is true power. And uh, it just aligns with everything you're saying right here.
2: Yes. Thank you,
0: and I, agree, I appreciate you bringing up this one point because I bring this up a lot to people when they go, I don't think I'm powerful enough. I don't think I'm this. I don't think I'm that. And I'm like, okay, I have self-worth issues too. Then I still work on my self-worth issues. There's there's always, as you, what the bleep do you know, right? How far down the rabbit hole you want to go because there's always deeper stuff you can go into. And... um but I love how you brought that up because this is something I share all the time. Like, you know what? You have a belief system right now that you've been holding on to for years, 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe your whole life that is preventing you from, or it's having you create an experience that is not what you're truly worth or what you desire to have. And you believe in that. Since you believe in that, you've created it. How about if we flip the switch? How about if we change the script? What happens now? <laughs>
2: Yeah, that so. is the question, right? That is the question of the century. Yeah, so, it is. You, Dr.
1: Vick, I, I feel that's the yes. cue for me to come in. Yes, ma'am.
0: Bring it on, Alice.
1: <laughs> I've uh, been sitting here patiently, like I told you in the beginning, I've been practicing patience, and I love hearing Michael's story anyway. For the record, I could sit with this man for more than eight hours nonstop, not even for a bathroom break, water break, or food, and just dissect and go through material that we've been working on for years. Uh, the reason why I say that's a great place is when you said, how do we, give me one second, Dr. Rick. How do we, um... give me one second, Dr. Vick?
2: Go ahead.
1: I don't know what you're doing. and I, I just I'm going to have... write a note. Oh. Go
2: ahead. I need to do my breathing. Give me just one second, Dr.
1: By the way, in meditation, the breathing is the most important part uh, when we take time to breathe and refocus. If something distracts us in our outer world, mm-hmm. uh, during the time that Michael was speaking, I sat quietly with my eyes closed. Since there's an audio, no one can see what we're doing, but I would sit quietly with my eyes closed. Uh, but when I start speaking, sometimes... I can get distracted and, and so I need to close my eyes back again. So I need to just take a breath and recenter myself, doctor. That was about it. So um, the reason why I said that would be a good place is because when we come in to the meditation, Michael, you're saying to Michael, oh, well, how do we rewrite? You know, we can just rewrite that story. Michael's story from before was a very, could have been ending in a very tragic way. Um he could have just been in prison for life, and end up dead after so many fights and and stabs and you know he's stabbings and all the stuff that he's been through. Uh, so then, I believe I showed up ten years after he'd been working on himself and and working on meditation. And for me, the reason why I do what I do alongside Michael is because meditation literally. Physically, emotionally, mentally, save my life. Uh, I have no other way to to describe meditation. I'm and I'm still learning about what it is. This morning, I was reading a book that I had purchased years mm. before I met Michael, and it's um, the Kindness Handbook uh, regarding how the Buddha and kindness. And you know, I had, this book, I had this book sitting on my desk for the, the business that I used to run years ago. I'm talking, I'm talking. this was probably about 10 years ago that I purchased this book. And I don't think I ever really read through it. I just liked the the picture on it and the title, The Kindness Handbook. And I would leave it on the corner of my desk for employees or people who worked around me at that time of my life, which is a whole other life right now and I would just sit that there just if if someone just might or would glance through it they'd get a clue like let's just be kind I I was always seeking kindness and when I found meditation I found it through an act of kindness I wanted to help someone else and in trying to help Mm -hmm. that person I actually stumbled onto meditation that's where I met Michael and as soon as I heard Michael express himself about meditation and what it did in his life, I, I, I felt like I found something I'd been searching since I was probably seven or eight years old, that I had questions. And, and through meditation, I was able to find these answers. So in a long story short, the reason why meditation is so important to me is because it's a tool that I can use to help myself first so that I can pick myself up and help others. Um, and in others, I mean women who go through abuse, uh, child, um, childhood abuse, sexual abuse. All different kinds of abuses have been out there I've experienced. So because of that, because I know the lack of kindness, because I know what it feels to be on the other end of receiving unkindness, receiving people who are impatient with me, Uh, receiving all those other things, I thought, okay, now I would love for people to know that because I know how it feels. How about if you love yourself? How about if you learn about kindness so that that will come back to you? And and maybe it's still a puzzle. I wondered why even if I was kind, it was still a world of unkindness towards me. And I've been learning very slowly, but I have been learning that I, it's just a reflection of what I need to work on within myself. So now, meditation, like I said, also um, helped me. Excuse me. Sorry, also helped me in the physical because I was diagnosed with cancer about I, I lose track of time, Doctor Rick. Now, but I think it was two and a half years ago. And through meditation and uh, Oriental medicine, herbs, and forty-one days of straight juicing. I was able to take care of the tumor that they had found and everything was gone just the way it came and disappeared and the doctors couldn't figure it out. So I do know there's a lot of power. And one reason why I stepped into the conversation when you said, well, you know, can we just change that story? When I was diagnosed and I was told anywhere from three to six months, I thought to myself, really, am I going to wait for a doctor to tell me I have three to six months? What was, what have I been doing all my life? I that's not even true because it could be a week it could be an hour I was driving back from the doctor alone and so as I'm driving I I kept thinking any car could just you know drive across my path and and I crash and that's the end of it so it wasn't the cancer that killed me in 3 to 6 months it's a it's a car accident it could be walking across this street it could be a heart attack something else you know but why do we have to wait for a diagnosis to think, oh, shoot, what do, I, what do I need to do in my life? How can I change this story? And I didn't want to end up uh, the last days of my life still with fear and being abused. So I did take the pen and I said, I want to change my story to where it reflects someone who could come out of that, help other people through meditation and end up not being a victim anymore. So in a nutshell, that's what it did for me. And and coming into this path with Michael was where I kind of added a little different here because I do come from a background of being in Christianity for 35 years. And I would tell Michael, okay, Michael, you've learned all this and you've practice so much meditating in silence but how do you practice it out here in life mm-hmm. when you're in meditation mm-hmm. it's a beautiful place and we want to stay here and sometimes it's that beautiful when you face yourself and it creeps you out but if it's a beautiful place that you go to relax and, and learn about yourself mm-hmm. when you come out of that meditation how do you apply it in life Because i don't want to just be happy while i'm quiet and silent in a room or in a cave i would love to be able to interact with people and use what comes to me during those meditations to help others.
0: I I love how you say that. That's something I'm working on right now, even more taking it to, again, going to deeper levels with it, as I can say. And awesome story, very powerful stuff there. Um, One of the things I always, you know, you you said it so elegantly because I always talk about, you know, the universe is always working for you. It's just uh, through my experiences in life, Uh, As much as I may have fought something and and it was like, I wanted to go this way instead of that way. And then I look back later down down the road and I'm like, man, that couldn't come out any better. Like that worked out so perfectly. It's so Mm -hmm. precise timing. And I know I'm speaking to the choir with you guys on this. um, But like, you know, the cancer, right? And I love how you said that it was, you know, I could have went out tomorrow and the car could have hit me and boom, it's over hmm. But because I, I love that because I, uh, I kind of I use death as a way or, um, you know, we all come into that port, our, our paths. Some people have a longer path than others. And the beautiful thing is we don't know who's longer or shorter. You had potentially three to six months. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone has one day, two days and doesn't even know it. Um, and I love how you brought that up, but it, it radically transformed you. Uh, you, you, you. You at that moment changed your story. I sure did, and and they say sometimes it it you know it, life will always try to give you subtle hints in the beginning to make a change, and then there's if you don't listen, it continually will keep going and going, and if you don't make the change, life is going to make it for you. if yeah. um, you ever heard that? I don't know if you ever heard that before or not, but
1: yes. And Dr. Vick, I'm interrupting here because this morning I was listening to. um, I love to listen to that. On, mm-hmm. I just I just get in the car to run an errand and I turn it on real quick. And there's something about what you just said that it could take. What what is it going to take? You could be living a certain way for the longest time, and you don't do anything about it. You you yep. just don't. <laughs> you you feel sometimes because there's when there's resistance. Like for 35 years, I lived in a very um, abusive state of mind i was such a victimization i i had so much depression and i just felt like why is this all happening to me and i and i did i was in an abusive relationship so i'm not going to minimize that i know what it was but i always thought well you know i can if if i just if i'm just nicer if i just make sure i behave if i just do everything as perfect as possible. If I just keep up my end of what I need to do, how can I make this other person happy, less angry, more appreciative of life? Maybe if I'm just nice, um, it'll all go away. And it wouldn't because I wasn't being nice to myself and the resistance that I kept feeling, I just thought, well, you know, no, 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 I'm not going to end this. This This is something that, you know, I was married at 16. So I figured, no, I need to stay in that relationship. But there wasn't... There wasn't that. Oh, what is that word called? There wasn't that alignment. See the difference, and not in any type of a comparison. But when we're in life with a relationship that's toxic or that or that is hurtful, sometimes it it does start from within. My perspective wasn't in the right place, and I kept allowing. I enabled because I didn't see the signs in a different way. My mind just wasn't there. But now. For example, with with Michael, if we have any differences or if there's anything that we're not aligning with, but because we both are striving towards the same goal, it does make life a bit more pleasant to be able to say, <laughs> hey, "We really didn't like this, but I can voice it without the fear of how am I going to be reprimanded by it," and and I and it's not. It's kind of like the elephant that's always tied down and they don't know they can pull that chain. They're so powerful, right? And they can just pull that chain. But in my case, I didn't realize my power. And so I lived from fear and I lived in fear of everything and anything in myself included. So meditation has helped me so much to realize that the... The one program that I held on to a lot was that I was my worst enemy. I brought this on to myself. I deserve whatever is being given or done to me because I provoked it. I did it. And there wasn't any forgiveness for myself. There wasn't any compassion towards myself. I could have compassion for the whole world and serve everybody, but I wouldn't do it for me. And so my body finally reflected that through the cancer. And as soon as I changed my story and took care of all of the things I needed to get rid of in my life. It all came through meditation because I prayed and prayed and prayed and no, no offense to praying, but you pray and call out and you ask and you ask Mm. for things. But when I sit down and meditate, I'm listening. I'm actually listening and feeling that connection with my higher power.
2: I would like to,
0: Oh, go ahead, Michael. Yeah.
2: I would like to add to that because that's one thing that we personally love reminding people is that a lot of people say prayer is important, right? And Mm -hmm. it's like saying that the husband is more important than the wife or the wife is more important than the husband. I think that's a divine union that is so ancient, but we've, we've forgotten. We've literally forgotten how important meditation is because if you're praying but you don't take the time to go beyond the logical thought process, then you're going to continue to repeat what you're praying for, not even knowing that that's what you're praying for. So when we when we unite meditation and prayer, because prayer is like a petition, uh, uh, an intent, a desire, uh, a conversation with our higher power, right? And meditation is the surrendering, is... The quieting, it's the humbling, it's the, I am here to serve. Where, what do I need to do? What, what, what is it I am guided to do today? But in prayer, we can't be guided. I look at it like a little child asking the mom, mom, I want this. And then the mom is about to go buy it. And the child says, you know what, mom, I, I'd rather have this. And then the mom is going to go buy that. And then the child says, you know what? No, I'd rather have this. And the mom is like, well, I don't know what to get you because you keep changing your mind. Or does not give a chance to finally does that make sense, Dr. Vic?
0: Oh, that makes perfect sense to me.
2: But when do we quiet ourselves down so we can hear the intuitive communication or 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 to have that that intimate because I think that is the intimate relationship, Dr. Vic. It's so easy, it's so easy to tell you what I want, right? Yes. But, but it it's just as important or even more important for me to sit with you. And see what is it you want. Yeah, what is, what is the importance of our relationship?
0: And and that that's what I love about when you meditate. It's that it's just that surrendering and and just trusting and and at least that's what I get a lot out of it. It's like trusting and surrendering, and I don't have to figure everything out because that's what my, one of my biggest flaws was growing up was. I had to know everything that was happening. I had to be um, just very all the time. Just have to know all the things. that could never be wrong. I shouldn't. If someone told me something I didn't know, it I felt insecure. And now I'm, it's 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 so interesting. And twelve years of meditating, now I'm like the total opposite of the opposite of the spectrum. <laughs> if someone tells me something I don't know, I'm kind of like. All right, cool. That's, that's, that works for me. Let's go. Cool. I'll figure. out, I'll, I'll meditate on it. Or if someone's. Well, what are you going to do with your life? We can do this now. We can do there, and all these things. I'm like, I don't know. I'll, it'll eventually come out, and it'll all work out in the end. I'll just have to spend some time and wait for the answers to come, which is not my type of personality. At least back in the day.
1: And one thing, Doctor Vic, uh, and a beautiful thing. Yeah, thank that, you for mentioning that. Yeah, the beautiful thing that Michael and I love. This is right now. I've uh, I've been very, very quiet my 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 nature usually is a lot more bubbly than what it is now but um i've just been going through this process today so i'm trying, i'm doing my best to honor that she's very authentic dr Cook, and that's what i like
0: when, i love it that's what i love
1: about it thank you but one thing that uh, and and oh there's something just really strong here that when when you're saying okay so i surrender and i go in meditation i surrender and for the for the People listening to this, if they've never meditated, if we're talking to people who meditated for years, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where you come from. One thing that Michael and I love to do for two reasons. One, Michael, when he started meditating and he didn't know what to do with the voices and he didn't know what to do with all the questions, the unworthiness, the, the, the thoughts that Kept telling him, "Just stop doing this. You, you're never going to be able to meditate. Just go away. You know, forget this thing. Just go back to your old way of life. You're, you you can not do anything good anyway." And all the stuff that the mind wants to tell us, right? And then I um, had other issues when I came into meditating. I'm kind of different. I well, I dissect everything, and yes, I also want to know um, the how and all that. Yeah. Uh, the beauty of of having people in the, in our case, what Michael and I do is to have someone before us in a way, like the like the post that you write, every post that people put out there inspirationally is because someone lived through it and and did something that it inspired them to write that. So the next person that comes along and reads it doesn't have to go through so much hardship, at least not as much, because yeah. we all need to experience our own hardship so that we can value our rainbows and value the greatness. Otherwise, we won't find value in it if it's just given to us. But of the reason why you ask, is it easy how, or how did you deal when you started to, to meditate? How did you deal with it? Was it easy for you to face yourself? It is not easy for anyone ever. The no. ego, when the ego gets in the way, it'll find any excuse to justify why we were hurt. Who does the hurting, um, why we hold on to this thought and, and what Michael and I intend, what our mission and our desire, our passion with all our heart, and I'm sure you have the same, otherwise you wouldn't do these podcasts, mm-hmm. is to just give a little bit more of of experience that you know, hey, if these two people, Michael coming from a background of drugs and prison, I coming from a background that seemed like it wasn't drugs or prison because I've never did, done any kind of, drugs that you can take synthetically but the drug of being abused Mm -hmm. and the adrenaline of of knowing okay well if they abuse me then later they're going to love me and then they're going to abuse me and then it's a vicious cycle that's a drug and and the prison I lived in Michael puts it so beautifully, he says, Alice, at least when I was in prison, I knew I had a certain date. Mm -hmm. If I just wanted to kick back, if I wanted to uh, exercise or whatever I wanted to do, I knew I had a certain date and those gates would open and I'd be gone. Mm -hmm. Regardless of the repercussions and the big long tail of of, uh, paperwork and all that, but at least I'm out of those bars. Mm -hmm. But the prison I was in was mentally. The prison I lived in was self-inflicted, created by the thoughts that I could never get out of there unless I was dead. So there's the, yeah, there's no way out. So the point according to what you thought. Yeah. So the point is that when we uh, when we do what we do, it's to share our experience. And that if someone who has come out of such darkness or such turmoil or a very challenging life, using something as simple and as ancient as meditation. I
2: mean, it, that's why we do it. And Michael has something to say. I need to be quiet. Go ahead. No, I want share on the thing that Dr. Vic was saying earlier. If I may, Dr. Vic,
0: go for it, brother.
2: The one thing that you were saying earlier that I want to help a lot of people because I've been there. I mean, I'm sure Dr. Vic, Alice, we can all say we've all been there. Is that this goes hand in hand with? I was writing notes as she's talking because that's just. I need to write things down because, you know, things come to me. And, you know, that's, that's, this is, this is, I want to share about one thing and other things come to me. But the one important profound thing is this. When you take the time to dive deep within yourself, you will, you will be the source of your ideas. I'm sure Dr. Vic, that when you started meditating, that's how you created your book. Because it's like, I read all these books. Yeah, they're great. But you tap into that essence that you are. And you tap into that wisdom that you are instead of relying on somebody else's wisdom to tell you who you are. And that goes with that post that you wrote uh, about five hours ago when I read it, maybe like seven or eight hours ago now. Um, but the one thing I want to bounce on that is that right, what I forgot to share with our, 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 our listeners is that I consciously died several times. Like literally my heart was pronounced dead. And, um, But that was such a blessing to me, not at the moment, but later on in life when I reflected is that, let me just say to the listeners, um, that when I was in the lifestyle that I was in, and I know that you're gonna, you're gonna relate to such how, how much of a mind, whatever word comes after that, mind screw up it is. Okay. (laughs) Is that when I was looking for death, because literally every day I was, Dr. Vic, I believed in an external devil, right? So I would look down at the floor, maybe two or three times out of the week, I would look at the floor and I would tell the devil why he's so scared of me. Why hasn't he taken me out yet? What is he waiting for? Because my goal, Dr. Vic, and listen how crazy this goal is, okay? My goal was when I was parted from this world and I went to this, mentally created hell because that's what it is um is that I was going to go to hell and I was going to kill as many demons as possible and either they were going to kill me and then I was not going to have to go through this or I was going to remove the devil from his throne and I was going to take over because I said how he got there I can get there so I'm going to get there so yeah listeners please listen to how screwed up I was because I was really screwed up okay So why am I sharing this? Because when you were talking about that, when people say they don't have time to meditate, right? I'm going to tell you why they say that. The reason why they say that is because they are so adamantly convinced that they can control their external reality, that they're afraid to go to the place that they think they don't have no control. So the place they think they don't have no control Because guess what, Dr. Vic? They still think that time they can control. Oh, as long as I got five more minutes, I'm good, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of I don't got five minutes. I got five minutes. Why don't you say to yourself, I don't have five more minutes that I can waste my time and ruin my life continuing to think that I can create a life externally forgetting who I am. Now, this brings with what I'm about to share. The fear of control is the fear of silence. The thing that keeping busy, working nine to five, even overtime, constantly staying busy is something that I can control. But really, am I controlling it or is it controlling me? The thing of keeping myself busy, reading more books, looking for something more, going to church, no disrespect, guys, going to church. Going to these different events and seminars and all these different things to feel better. It's temporary. Why do we continue to continue to, to run around and around on the hamsters, hamsters wheel, not going anywhere, but having the illusion that we're going somewhere, being in the same spot at the end of the day, feeling more confused, more stressed out, not being able to sleep because the thoughts don't stop. Why do we continue to keep going in this hamster's wheel, instead of doing something different, take five minutes. Quiet your mind. And if you're not able to quiet the mind, be grateful that you are taking the approach on quieting the mind. Don't judge yourself. Just sit with yourself. And as many thoughts come to your mind, just appreciate those thoughts coming to mind. Because what they are is invisible guides and reminders to bring you back to yourself, to remind you where you're at so you know what to work on Because that's called troubleshooting. If you don't troubleshoot something, you can't get to the core of it. And in troubleshooting, taking the time to troubleshoot something means you don't have to do it the next time. It'll be easier. It'll be simpler. But the fear of having no time, not five minutes for yourself, not having one minute, not having one second to take the time to breathe is only going to bring you temporary, limitless, excuse me, Temporary, limited experiences instead of infinite, eternal, amazing experiences.
0: I couldn't agree with that more. Uh, You say it so beautifully too. Um, In my book, I talked a little bit about this, where I say how you you know you're talking about the reflection and knowing what you have to work on and what you're troubleshooting and all those things, and it, it dives into about how. The universe will always provide what you have to work on. It will let you know if you're on course and it'll bring things to you, what you have to work on. Why try to figure things out when it's going to bring it to you? As long as you stay conscious, we can work, we can work harder. We can work smarter. And a lot of people, and this is me, I went down this path and I, I am a, I'm a former recovering workaholic, you know, reading all the books, going to the seminars, listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. all day long, videos, just taking down this information like crazy and reading over 60 to 80 books a year. And, Mm -hmm. and then it came to a point where a year and a half, two years ago, um i remember i had this conversation with my coach and he's like i need you to trust the process and i'm going i trust the process i let everything and he's like just sit with that and i was like you know what fine so i took some time and meditated right i went back to meditation i'm going to take it in with myself and have that conversation ask the questions let go surrender and see what shows up and uh all of a sudden i got all these visuals that showed me what i was doing and i'm going what a buffoon. I'm like, why is he doing that? And I'm like, wait a minute, that's me. <laughs> and, I, and for some reason, my, my, my spirit guys and my angels and all those peeps up there are, are with me. Um, they always like to make fun of me. We, we're very light and joking with each other. So long story short, it was kind of like, holy cow. And now I do so much less than I've ever done before. And it's a whole different ballgame. But I'm learning way faster and grasping so much more knowledge that's for me. It yes. and it makes sense to you guys,
2: of course. And you know what? That brings me and reminds me of this <clears throat> of this ancient saying: quality over quantity. We're too busy with quantity that we've lost quality.
0: Yeah. Because even in the business world, I coach entrepreneurs and I just see so much. They're like, what's the next thing? What's the next this? And I'm always like, oh, you're following, you're in a hamster wheel. You're never going to, you're, you're going to, you think you're good and then wait about a month to three months and you'll be right back where you were. And, it, and it's like, unless you take it in and just focus. And my coach says this, and I say this often too and share with people I'd rather see you read one book and master that book in a whole year. Than to read sixty and eighty and not be mastered any of them.
2: Great yeah. point, Doctor Ve. Great point. Um, um, I
1: have, we're all 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 because we all have these three <laughs> things that are coming to us. <laughs> I, I I have one thing that I'd like to share that I that I read today. And again, why do we get these books? The book I told you I had sitting at the corner of my desk for years and years, hoping someone would read it. I never read it because. I already thought, well, you know, I'm kind enough already. I already know how to be kind. I was just trying to hint to those around me, <laughs> fine, you know, but it goes deeper than that. And there's one sentence in this book that I would love to read. And it, and I believe that this hones in on what meditation does for us. See, because there's many different practices. For example, Dr. Vick being a chiropractor, yes. right? Yep. That's a, that's a practice that's amazing. if you're, if I, and I don't know the terminology.
0: <laughs> I won't beat you up on it. Go ahead. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> if there's a pinched nerve anywhere, if there's something out of alignment with that spine and, and the hips don't, something you're walking and maybe it hurts over here, but it has to do with uh, another bone that's up higher in your spine, however it is, but if alignment isn't there, the body's going to tell you. Mm-hmm. The body will let you know right away, uh-oh, uh-oh, something's out of whack. Well, with our spirit, if we know that there's tools, like for example, go to a chiropractor and get that aligned, and boy, all of a sudden, like, man, I could really move this energy. So in, in, our, in our walk, in our spiritual walk, why do we meditate? Why do we use meditation, like Michael says, you know, that that connection, that place, you've mentioned it so beautifully, surrender. This is where instead of talking and talking, we just surrender and let go, right? So this sentence to me means a lot. It says, our view of who we are, but how can we get a view of who we are if we're bombarded with 60 books a year or bombarded by podcasts from everywhere and we listen but we don't practice it. That's the key. Network. Okay. Because you, you went to school to learn how to align that body, that skeleton. I mean, if you don't practice it, what good did it do to invest all that time in learning it, but you don't practice it mm-hmm. or in, in knowing about it? Because until you practice something, then you can say, yeah, I learned. And now here's the evidence because I practice it. So if we meditate and we meditate and I got to do my meditation or I choose to do my meditation every morning, 15 minutes and don't anybody bother me till I do my meditation Mm -hmm. or I'm going along my day and, and, and I'm getting frustrated with something. Oh wait, let me slow down, do my breathing because I feel that I'm getting, you know, sucked into the matrix or whatever. Right. But this one, but this one sentence says our view of who we are, what we are capable of, What matters in the world mold our intentions, which in turn mold our actions. So the only way that those actions, you said you were working on it, that you meditate, but then how do you put it into practice out in the real world? So what do we really do? The only way that we can finally have the final or the end result of our action, you go back a ways and it comes from knowing the view of who we are and the only way we can really view who we are again is if we stop literally stop all the exterior noise stop all the chatter of who can influence who the better you know who is smarter and and more eloquent and all that stuff it it's just so simple but we complicate it because we think it has to be something
2: we are complications yes, tell We're convinced that complication is intelligence. Yeah, so that's what we're convinced of.
1: So our view of who we are, just starting that sentence, the view our view of who we are. And the best way to get that view is to sit back and self examine self awareness.
2: Self observe observe the self. Exactly.
1: So that's Um, that's something I felt that sure.
0: Of course.
2: Do you have anything to say on that or I
0: love it. I'll let Michael chime in.
2: Yes. Thank you. One thing I want to say earlier is I want to give a quote that I have. It's what you fear controls you. What you face frees you. That's sort of like we were talking about earlier. But when I was sharing about myself, I didn't get to the to the end, uh, to the conclusion of what I wanted to share. And I, I just, my passion for, for service, brother, you already know the level that it goes. It goes, I mean, deep you know, our passion, because that's why we are so, you know, we resonate so much with each other, you know, for many, many years. And, you know, it's just amazing. So <laughs> the, one thing, the one thing that I wanted to share is I want to, and I'm going to speak Raleigh because that's one thing we believe in. And I'm glad that you as well is that let's talk about death because we're so afraid to talk about death. That's the very thing that controls us. Think about it, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what do I mean by let's talk about death? When I say what, what, I, what we fear controls us is the brain logi- logistically does not see the difference between a psychological death and a physical death. It will defend it to a death. And think about the C word. Think about all these different diseases that our body is slowly dying because we're protecting a belief that is limiting and it is destroying us. Like we're literally dying every single day when we live and back up a belief that doesn't serve us no longer. And that's the key. It served us before because it got got us to this point, but it no longer serves us. It's like when we go to first grade, we're not going to continue to learn first grade if we're in second grade, because it no longer serves us. It was there for a moment, Even the teacher is different, right? Yep. (laughs) Because the teacher has a different experience and is not taught to teach a second grade. I mean, I'm sure they can, but that's not what they specialize in. So I think it's no different than the experiences that we have. So I think life is, is, is asking us to die, and that's that surrender that you talk about. Because think about this. I'm asking the listeners to think about this for a moment, and for all of us to think about this for a moment. When we see a movie about a war, a battle, and we see the king surrender, it's surrendering its, surrendering its whole kingdom—the riches, the glory, the the praise, the the attention, the the ease of life—because they don't have no responsibility. They give all the responsibility to all the other subjects, right? I mean, they have, do they do have a form of sense of of responsibility, um, because they do have a sense of knowing different, different facets of how to control their empire, how to maintain control. So my point is this, the brain is like a King. It doesn't want to surrender. It loves to be in control, right? Dr. Rick. Oh yeah. It loves to be in control. And when we take the, the, the conscious responsibility, the ability to respond by not responding, we're allowing the brain to die. And when the brain dies, this is not, this is not something that's bad. This is something that's good. When the brain dies, it's, it's, it's dying on neural pathways that are limiting. And that is the left and right brain hemispheres, which I'm sure Dr. Vic, you've talked about this, is that when we die to one hemisphere, we access the other hemisphere, and the other hemisphere is full of insight, intuitiveness, inf- imagination, creativity, insight. Um, I can go on and on and on. Wisdom, clarity, um, infiniteness, right? There's no, there's, no, there's no limit. And on the other side, it's only limited to what we've been taught. Think about this for a, guy, for a minute, listeners. The thing that you're not willing to die to is what's limiting you. You're you're stuck in the hamster's wheel, like Dr. Vic was saying, instead of getting off the hamster's wheel, so you can access a broader spectrum. So are you willing to die right here, right now? Are you willing to die to a belief? Think about that belief. What is it doing for you? Are you willing to die to a reality, to a perspective, because a perspective is a world, is a universe in and of itself. So what universe are you living in? What worlds are you creating? Are you willing to die? Are you willing to surrender your sense of control? Because you really don't have control. Because if things don't go to your way, how do you react? So really, are you in control? Okay, hold on. The fire starting over
1: here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to step in. Do you do you want to comment on that? Do you want to comment back to Michael on that, or may I? Step no, on? keep going. Go ahead. Okay. Well, um, it's it just something that came to me because, like I said in the beginning, Michael and I desire to help others through our experiences. And I, he, his his fire is when he talks to ex-cons or guys in prison or or people who are still on drugs or getting off drugs, all all that. And me, it's usually with the with the women, the young girls. But then there's something else that once we came together, it's with couples and, and why, because what not to do and, and the experiences we bring individually. But when Michael was talking about dying, dying to those habits, dying to those thoughts, dying to the, to the pride and the ego, et cetera, et cetera. uh, There's something so beautiful in the way that Michael has put this. And I, and I'm going to, um, Share something a, a bit intimate here, you congratulated us in the beginning when you um, brought us on to the to the call doctor about our our new um, our ceremony that we just had our marriage about a month and a few days ago and yeah. there's something that we can apply in all areas of our life it's so micro macro if if you, i mean i'm sure people understand what i'm saying about that in the large scheme and the smaller scheme sure, when when Michael says to die when we first start with that relationship within ourselves when we die to the to the ego, to the wants, to the I want to be right, I want to be this, you know, in yourself even. And you can't even face yourself because you know you've lied to yourself about things. But then when you take that same practice in a relationship, and that could be any relationship, but let's talk husband and wife, you know, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, however, that you're in that intimate kind of relationship uh, the greatest gift that I've ever received in the most people want to say, Oh, girls are more romantic, you know, and, and, and shed a little bit of laughter here that, Oh yeah. What can you get a girl diamonds? And what is she going to be happy with getting her nails done? Whatever. That's great. But there's something that Michael did and it just really, um, did so much for me personally. When, when he said after our marriage, he says, you know, Alice, um, uh, I died, I died daily to all of the, all of the blueprints and the habits and the, and the things that would hold me into this place that he would not even want to face. Like, like he said before, that monster, that, that demon, whatever that he would see is I die a thousand times a day for you because I love you so much because I care so much about you. And so, to me, having a partner who can do that for himself, and who's willing to do that in a relationship as well, how could that not help us to get this world to be a bit more, a bit more easygoing on each other? You know that hey, I'll die to my wanting to be always right. You know, or even though Alex can go on and on forever, I'll sit here and listen. You know that kind of a thing. He'll die to the to the habits of whatever it is, there could be I don't know how many. I don't have to list them all, but if we really look at that, how important it is that if we're willing to do that for ourselves through meditation and and mm. wonder, well, how much to I mean, does yes. that really bring value to my life? If I want to hold on, it's like hoarding vibrationally. You know, you hoard on to all these things in your home, mm. but then you also hold on to all these things in your mind, in your psyche, in your then it could go on and on, and only through something as simple as sitting for five minutes, fifteen minutes, and going into meditation, little by little by little, until you build up that practice. What a what a what an answer to to all of our questions of how and why do we do anything that we do. It goes back full circle is to just sit quietly and listen.
0: And it so does. I love, you know, and <clears throat> I always love talking about death because there's just so many things, so many things you can go along that path. But the whole dying, like, you know, dying of the ego or, you know, ending one habit while you create another. But I always talk about, like, we, you know, as humans, we, in the world today, people believe the 1% reality. And the 1% reality is what we see, what we all our senses. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people when I work with them on meditation, I'm like, get ready. You're going to take the red pill in the matrix. And they're (laughs) like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're going to take the red pill. If you haven't seen the matrix, this is your homework. And they laugh at me just like Michael was there for a second. And it's so you guys see the matrix, right? Just want to make sure. Yes, definitely. Uh, I I know you guys have. I just want
1: to make sure. But, you know, <laughs> I'm still working on it, Dr. <laughs> have you at least seen the first one? I think I've seen the first and maybe half of the second or something. You're good. The I, first. Oh, good. I saw enough to know that that Neo and what's her name? Oh, oh man. man. Trinity. Trinity. Trinity, okay. yes. Oh, my goodness.
2: Michael and I have so many. Doctor Vic, um, when we watch a movie, we pause it because we get so many <laughs> downloads to watch two hour movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> six hour to eight hour <laughs>
1: recess. Oh, I love it. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So the Matrix. Go ahead, Doctor. No, I
0: was just saying, like it, it, because when you start to connect with yourself, you're starting to go into the ninety nine percent, and that's the stuff you can't see. It's, it's understanding energy. It's a feeling. It's a vibration. It's, it's things we knew as a kid. That we were taught and told and conditioned to it, to push away from and to, in order to be accepted uh, from our parents and our, and our upbringing, unless you had an upbringing that was like, hey, this is reality, what you're experiencing, which I know yeah. I didn't go through that, Um that it's one of those things where um it's it's a whole different world and i tell people it's like swallowing the red pill because once you start doing the work you don't see life anymore and when you become like you used to and you're it's like a and it's a dying continual dying process i love michael how you talked about how I, i would die a thousand times a day and all that stuff it's i think that we're all doing that in some way if we're doing the work you know if we're doing the work on ourselves trying to master ourselves Uh, You have to, I mean, there's things I know I have a plethora of stuff that I got to work on, but excuse me, but I, I know I can only do so much every day. And that's what I focus on every single day to make sure, okay, what is something that I can learn and grasp from, let go of this and become more who I am.
2: Exactly. And thank you. Thank you for mentioning that, Dr. Vick because um, I'm not sure if if we told you, but um, on uh, our page, my actual title, because I, I used to, I used to, you know, have a title. First of all, let me just say, I don't, I didn't want a title. I don't believe in titles. <laughs> but I know in this reality, brother, if people tell me, what are you? I'm nameless. Oh. They're going to be like. Or a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say reminder of self, but they're like, what the heck?
0: Yeah, and exactly. Yeah.
2: Wow, you're in the
0: matrix. You got to play the rules to the game, right? You know this.
2: <laughs> you know, the, the the example that I love giving our students, and this is not to manipulate. This is just how sometimes we have to operate. 007. 007 mm-hmm. was so many incredible things, but he was humble and he was kind and he was quiet. He was. And he could get in and out of places without exactly being noticed. Yeah. He can blend in into whatever environment, not that, he, not that he was faking to do it, but he had a cause, he had a purpose, right? And one thing is blending to, in, but he could also um,
1: execute yeah. his vision of what he needed to do or his
2: whatever duties. Yeah, 007. <laughs> and what when did, when did, when did 007 do? He was a gentleman and he had fun. He wasn't like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. Right. So um, I just want to share that. That's that's one one thing that I love this title that, that, you know, that we've adopted is vibrational practitioner, because I'm not a master. I'm a practitioner remembering I'm a master. Yeah. Uh, We're all practitioners. We're all practitioners, Dr. Vic. Of course. The, the listeners that I want to I want them to hear this because you all are masters. Dr. Vic has said this in his book, you all are gurus. You just, you just, you just convince yourself to forget. That way you can have the joy to remember who you are, because how can you remember if you don't take the journey to forget? Yeah, so true. And that's when our thoughts are showing up. So when, we, when our thoughts show up, don't judge them. You've decided to forget. You didn't just forget because, you know, something happened to you. No, you consciously forgot. Because why did you consciously forget? So you can choose to play and do and create and, and, and enjoy. Because when you're all that is, there's all things. You just can't. You just can't. You have to. No, excuse me. You choose to forget so that you can recreate what you've already created.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the, the spiritual amnesia, right? That's what it's all about.
2: Exactly. Think about, uh, you're going to give me another. a note. Yeah. One thing I wanted to finish, I wanted to finish oh, up because our time, I, you're, our time?
0: you're good. You're good. We got a little bit of time. We're good.
2: Okay. So the one thing I wanted to finish because I still didn't finish, but I, I will say it's my Michael. because when I, when I say <laughs> something, when I give my testimony, brother, I don't like to just give my testimony. I like to give lessons of what the testimony represents. So other Love people can go through what we went through. And I'm sure you are the same because that's why you share. Yes. You don't want other people to, to, to go through the confusion that you went. So I thank you. I applaud you. And, and I humbly, in reverence, honor you, brother.
0: Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And likewise, feelings are mutual.
2: Thank you. So the, the one thing I wanted to finish um, what my, my, my story was, is that I was not afraid of death. But in the sense of, I didn't care about living. I didn't want to live. Okay, so when I had the first near-death experience, I was expecting to see the devil, right? To see the devil look at me and say, huh, you think you're going to get rid of me? You think you're going to kill me and scare the, the pants off of me? You see what I'm saying? Like that opportunity that he had, you know, or that it had, okay? So when I go in this near-death experience, on the contrary, I felt so overwhelmed, and even words come short, because let me just say that 's one thing that we love about what we do with Samadhi is anybody that you listen to anybody you learn from don 't just hear the words, listen to the vibration that you 're feeling and resonating with yes because there's a deeper truth that is teaching you that is reminding excuse me, not teaching you that is reminding you of who you are, but if you only listen to the brain you 're going to hear from the perspectives truth yep. so, so you're love that New death experience. And the thing that I felt, like I said, words come short; they don't do it justice. But unconditional love, pure peace, pure presence—that I was not hold nothing against for, that I wasn't judged, that I wasn't seen any less than. I you weren't, felt you weren't scared. I wasn't you didn't scared. See the darkness. You didn't see all this. All I something. felt was all-consuming love. Oneness, beingness, presence, peace, life, blah 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 blah, blah, in another language. So my favorite
1: part of that story is that when so, he comes back, and and he realizes it—that's my favorite part. Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's because when I when I heard the story the first time, I'm like, how can someone? He he was. In his eyes, so bad and and violent, extremely violent and angry. And this Towards
2: person, myself I'm yes, angry. yes.
1: And this person dies, like you know, the line goes flat and everything. And then they bring him back, however many seconds or however long it took to bring him back and get his heart beating again. And then all of a sudden, this happened several times. When when that experience and he comes back and he's like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Supposedly, if someone is dark as me, someone is evil and, yes. and, and violent and all this stuff and unworthiness, and I just figured I'm already knowing where I'm going mm-hmm. back when he was raised as a Christian, and he figured, you know what, I'm so bad, I'm going against everything that I was told not to do, I'm just going to go straight to hell. So when he dies, quote unquote, and doesn't see darkness and evil reaching out to grab him, but somehow he comes back, no, he, he felt this unconditional love. It did a mind shock. So he's like, wait a minute. If I, can, if I can experience that and I was so evil, bad, and destructive or whatever you want to use any word to describe that, then everything that we've been told about how it is and what you deserve isn't totally that way. It's, it's all in your perception. And so once he started learning about meditation, experiencing meditation is when he realized, no, 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 the, the hell we live is in our own mind yes, that we create and we beat ourselves up over and over and
2: over. That's the hell. And the, and the reason why I desire to share this with the listeners is because, Dr. Vic, we listen to people who have these near-death experiences, right? Yep. And if they believe in Jesus, they see Jesus. If yep. they believe in Buddha, they see Buddha. If yep. they believe in Krishna, Muhammad, Allah, they see these deities, Right. In no disrespect, if you are any of these beliefs, because we believe in unity, because we believe there's one source and whatever you believe in, we're behind you 1000%. It's just, are you behind you? Are you with you? Okay, so here's what I'm getting at. When I believed in all this darkness, brother, right? The thing that mind shocked me the most is how can I experience extreme peace? Because I was studying right at the time. How can I experience extreme peace if I, if I was consciously manifesting and looking for extreme darkness? How was that pot? I could not grasp it because it's like, okay, if I, I, I would see that if I believed in, 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 a, in a deity, I would experience that, right? Because it's like, okay, this deity is showing up. This is what I experienced, right? Yep. But my mind couldn't wrap around itself. Excuse me, the mind couldn't wrap around itself of how it gained that realization, not wanting that realization. So here's my question to the listeners. Do you want to wait till you experience your own hell to wake you up? Or do you want to go through your sense of hell to wake yourself up? Because no matter what, and you're looking at and you're listening to someone that his hell, okay, was so bad That when I went into meditation, I thought I was literally possessed, but here's the truth of the matter. That the thought that we possess, meaning we hold on to and we give attention to, we give the illusion that we're possessed by it, but really who's possessing it? You are. So this is a quote that I want the listeners to hear. And I I don't don't remember where this quote comes from. If you can help me out, brother. Mm. It says, the brain makes a poor master, but an excellent servant. So is the brain mastering you or is it serving you? Because the brain should be serving you. But if you're too afraid to quiet the mind, then you're going to give the illusion that you are the servant. And you're always going to be the passenger riding in life, not being able to turn and direct your path to where you feel you need to go and you need to be. So if life is not showing up for you, it's because you're afraid, creating your own hell, afraid of the hell That can free you. And I'm not talking about this evil, burning, dark hell. I'm talking about the hell that is full of confusion, that is full of blindness, that is full of deceptiveness, doubt, fear, insecurity, resentment, hatred towards yourself, insecurity, worthlessness, that you are much more than you can ever even imagine. So what are you afraid of and why are you afraid of it? Are you willing to face your greatest fears? Or even if not, are you willing to face your even smallest fears? Start with the simple. Start with the small. And it'll give you the courage to face the greats.
0: amen to that one I must say that that uh, I'm looking for your quote again free myself no, I had to face myself to free myself you must face your hell to free yourself from hell yes uh,
2: because hell is an illusion brother it's not real
0: no it's not it's been uh, that's that's one thing that uh, uh, religions as I uh, pulled away from religions and they talk about the hell I'm always like after I, uh, I don't want to say I, well, I just became more conscious uh, of it. Let's just put it that way. I was always like, "Oh, there is no hell. There, there's no, there is no hell whatsoever." And uh, um, and then I said, "The only hell you can ever create as a creator is the one within yourself." Awesome. And once you have it there, you're going to see it in the world, and you'll see it in everything that you do. That's and great.
2: yes, it's so simple for us to grab a TV control. And a show that we don't like just change the channel, right? Yep. Why don't we change the channel of our lives? Why don't we change the channel of our, of our beliefs? It's really simple. It is. I mean, it's easy to say it. I mean, people don't see the behind the scenes that I know that you, you had to you know experience. Was it easy? No, like we said in the beginning. But it's so simple. When people get the concept and they get that realization, it gives us courage. But it's like any project in life. If you don't practice, you won't develop the courage to gain the mastery.
0: So true. And you got yeah, you know, it just takes practice. Again, going back to that word again, practice. You know, it's it's one of those things. Exactly. And I'm looking up a quote really quick. Oh, here we go. This is by Les Brown. It just links to everything that we're talking about. And I've heard this over and over, and it, it just makes so much sense to do what is easy and your life will be hard, but to do what is hard and your life will become easy. Mm.
2: And, oh, I love and, this, bro.
0: And, 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 I, and I bring that up because, you know, one of the things I talk about, and I'm actually going to be writing another book next year, and it's all about, um, you know, we, as humans, we, 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 we fear the dark. We, mm-hmm. we, we, we run away from it. We spend twice as much energy to resist it. But yet, if we, but we're resisting the thing we actually want, which is not the darkness, the freedom from it. And, um, and that's and with the quote again: it's it, to face your fears, to face the darkness, to go deep into it. Um, the more your light will illuminate, the more freedom you'll have, the more joy and peace and love and kindness and all the beautiful emotions that we get to experience as being human, we can experience. And I'm not saying the other emotions like anger and resentment aren't beautiful. They are because they play a part. They're teaching us something. Yes. Um, but uh, just for the listeners and for most people, they think joy and happiness is a better emotion than anger and fear. But just to put it in that perspective.
2: You know what? May I, may I bounce off of that? Go ahead. We got to have a part two, brother, because this is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Oh, well,
0: I know we're going to go down rabbit holes here. I always We always do. That's why I was like, well, this is a part. Guys, this is part one of many series. Let's.
2: I wanted to bounce off what you just said. And, and I, I think, and I feel, unless you want to keep going, brother. No, I'm I, good. Go. I feel like we should do the part two on the next thing that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, we can talk about other things, but this one that I'm about to share is so deep. I'll be honest with you. That's why we get rejected in most places that we go. And I'm going to tell you why. <clears throat> we don't preach positivity. And we've talked about this on our own, you know, privately, brother, mm-hmm. is because people who focus on positivity they unconsciously attract negativity. Why? Because when you judge negativity and you focus on positivity, what you judge is controlling you because you fear it. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to face it. You don't even want to mention around you. So when we live with this idea that running from things, ignoring things, hiding things in a corner, what happens when you hide, uh, uh, uh whatever, let's just say, uh, an apple in the corner of the room. And you leave it there, which is apple resembles good. So let's just say a piece of raw meat. Let's just say you leave a piece of raw meat in the corner of your room. And you leave it there for six months. What's going to happen?
1: Hmm.
0: It's going to be interesting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're talking the details, right? But we already have an idea, you know, like the, uh, I'm not able to remember what they're called. Literally, literally um, the things that, the things that form on the meat. Um,
0: maggots, maggots from the flies. Maggots, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, they form maggots, and maggots form bacteria, right? And this bacteria festers. That's exactly the micro-macro, what's happening in reality. We're so bombarded with positivity, which is just information because it's not bringing realizations. I think people, and, and from personal experience, I share that I think people should not focus on negativity, not focus on positivity, appreciate positivity, remember from negativity, okay? Okay but live authentically.
0: Yep. Totally.
2: I agree with you because authentically doesn't have a side. Nope. It's mastered both. And it, and it comes down to acceptance, right?
0: I mean, like accept where you are, because a lot of people want to, and I had, I wrote down a couple things like what you resist is what you persist. That's why if you resist, if you're like, Oh, my garden is beautiful flowers, but you have weeds and you're trying to like not pay attention to the weeds and just focus on the positivity. Mm -hmm. Uh, you got to embrace both and and what and you're going to resist. Eventually you're going to get more and more weeds in that garden because uh, you're resisting it. Exactly. No, we could can definitely, do- we could definitely go a whole part two on that, but
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. One thing is, one thing is that we want to shine the light, right? Yeah. But what does light have? Polarity. Of course. You can't have light without negative, neg- negative, the ions. Okay. You can't have, you can't have light. It's just impossible. So the very the very thing that gives us clarity to be able to see in a room, to be able to enjoy life much easier than our ancestors did, right, is light. And even fire has positive and negative. So all these things that we enjoy and we experience, but yet when it comes to our own self, we're supposed to change that communication. We're supposed to change that interpretation that relationship that 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 intimate awareness that we are both so when i deny one side of myself then what do i think is going to happen yeah just totally. think for just think for a moment guys what's going to happen when i deny my other my other self my other half it's like when we have these relationships that the man controls the woman how is that going or when the woman is controlling the man. How's that going? It's an equality. It's a unity. It's a merging. That's why we call it marriage. It's a merge. It's a, it's a, it's a unified field of, of, of intimacy, a relationship. And in conclude and concluding, what I wanted to share real quick and then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna be quiet, Doctor Vic, because yeah. I, I feel like you know. Um, but I wanted to talk about what Ali was talking about earlier. Is you know that I come from being an ex-con, drug addict, right? And she comes from religion, relationship, um, you know, being in love, the the illusion of love or love. Um, and the thing about it is, it's all one and the same. We're all. We're all ex-cons trapped in the illusion of it's all about the external, worshiping the external, gratifying, instant gratification if we want to talk about that too as well. Instant gratification, the easy way out, right? Not the simple way out, but the easy way out. We're all addicted to different hormonal responses that are drugs inside of the mind. Fear is a drug, right? The abuse is a drug. The, The not feeling good enough is a drug but so is awareness. I'd rather be addicted to awareness, to consciousness, to realizations. Like we were talking about earlier, and I'm sure the listeners really felt it from us, Dr. Vic, is when we were talking about something, we're like, oh yeah, we can go on and on about that. We get these realizations just being on a call together. Because we have those realizations by ourselves. So, do people want to get addicted to the same old, same old, or do we want to get addicted to to our truer selves, our more authentic selves, our more divine selves? Because we're all addicted to something.
0: Yes, we are. We're we're. we're we, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going I was just adding on to what you're saying about we are always we're creatures of uh, we're always addicted in some shape or form to something.
2: Exactly. And to conclude about me challenging the devil, so challenging the devil, brother, I found God, Spirit, Life, Love, Being. So at the end of this, at the end of the journey, it's you. So what are we afraid of? Really, what are we afraid of? Because at the end of the journey, it's just you. You're going to realize that you are responsible of your own life. Is there a higher power? Of course. But when we realize, because if we really think about it, all things are inherently one, right? Yep. So we're all one. It's just we're experiencing this beautiful tapestry of a performance of life. So let's just slow down and be more easy on ourselves. Because really, if life is showing up, that we're not against ourselves, because just the very fact that I could be on this conversation with you, my heart is showing up, my lungs are showing up, my cells are showing up, my DNA is showing up, my quantum field is showing up, my vibrational field is showing up. My whatever I can't say with words is showing up. And if everything else is showing up, why am I not showing up? I like that. It's powerful. It's very powerful.
0: I know the listeners really ask yourself that question. Um, I love that question you asked because I've used that many times in my own life.
2: think about this brother why are we so easy to take an insult and to receive a compliment <laughs> it's so easy to think that i mean we're not going to say it in a minute yeah i'm worth this but you know we may defend ourselves but in the back of our minds we're like yeah i really am or do you think it was true like we're 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 trying we're doing our best to convince ourselves that we're not instead of realizing wait a minute why does that why does that feel not resonant with me? But the things that resonate with us, we fight. So fight. true.
0: The good question. That's this is that's for part two. <laughs>
1: Meditate on that one.
0: Dude. Yeah, you got I mean that's the thing. Meditate. We'll definitely I could chime in, but I know we'll go for like another hour.
2: Um, leave it with the final thought. Come on. Yeah
0: with me why why do we do that or just final thought in general?
2: A final thought in general just leave, yeah just leave something for the whatever your heart yeah desires. you you go with your heart brother.
0: Well for what I you know what I you know just everything that we talked about I mean um you know the greatest thing that I can just chime in on here is just you know when we talked about death and and, and fear and resistance you know the thing you resist is what's going to persist and you know if you keep on the unfortunately in our society today we we rather have control and we fear uncertainty and no. the truth be told is that uncertainty is where the magic's at uncertainty is where the beauty of all things that our minds cannot understand is orchestrated and when we go to that place of uncertainty and trust okay. it's 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 i don't know I, I can't even put words to it um it's just magical. And that's the only thing I can say. It's magical because there is things that language limits us to. And our language, we can only comprehend so little of what's going on. Just like the body, I can speak it from that level. There is so little about what we know about the body. You know. And that's why I love being a chiropractor because as a chiropractor, we don't try to think we know it all. Mm. We just say we know there's a life force that exists within you, and we call it the innate intelligence. Some people call it the soul. Some people call it many different things, prana, life, chi, you name it. And the thing is, is we just know that when this is flowing properly, life can be expressed more. And our job is just to make sure we allow life to be expressed more. We're not worried about all the other things. We know we can't figure it out. We don't have the technology to understand all that. But what we do know is is once we do this, everything works itself out. The same thing in uncertainty in life. If you just step into your uncertainty and trust, you don't have to worry about how it's all going to work out. You just got to be trusting to know and have the faith within that it's going to happen and just keep moving forward with that. And it's magically. I mean, my own life, everything I've experienced in my life is because all the greatest moments in my life have come from when I stepped into uncertainty, when I stepped in, faced my fears. I love how you said it, Michael. I mean, it goes back to you, you faced yourself to free yourself. I mean, it just comes back to that.
1: Mm.
0: And that's my final thought that I'm going to leave for the listeners.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And some thanks you. We love uh, what we do and we do what we love. Dr. Vic, we, we really do. And, and it's, it's amazing to be able to share space with someone as dedicated yes. as you as well. And, my only little final thought is take responsibility for self. Let's stop blaming the external world. Yes. Let's oh, just yes. blaming everything that happened when in the past, everything that's happening in the world, and take self-responsibility responsibility, that it starts from within. So let's take time to spend time with ourselves within.
0: Amen to that. Now, before we close, real quick for the listeners, how can they get a hold of you and contact you guys?
1: It, it's very simple. Uh, Dr. honestly put our names as long as you spell our names out there correctly they can <laughs> find us. They can find us on Facebook with our names. We do a lot of lives on Facebook. We do some on Instagram but we're learning how to how to really work that platform. Yeah. Uh, we also have our email and our phone numbers Would you, and, and we also have an app. We are in the process of getting our own app. And that's a story for another day. But, yes, we will be able to have everything from our app. And from there, you can go to our videos, to our YouTubes, and so forth. We don't want to get started on that one because otherwise we'll be here another 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once we're once we're done, we can go ahead and make sure we get our, our phone numbers to you. And you can put them up there with the link messaging, text messaging, emails, Facebook. mm-hmm, And, and this was... This will be,
0: no. This will be on the show notes too for the listeners, so it'll be uh, they'll have access to us. I'm excited for your app, though. Um, definitely uh, uh, keep me posted on that.
1: Oh, we will. Definitely. That's one for sure that I'm not going to let go by without talking to
2: you about it. Count on that, Doctor Vic.
0: So, part two, we'll definitely dive into that.
1: Well,
2: Doctor Vic. Doctor Yes. Congratulations and and thank you for your center. I see you. I see you on Instagram. You're doing so much great work. Especially with the children, because um, I know that we said final thoughts, but children are so important. Parents, you know, self care is so important for your children, and just know that whatever whatever they're learning, especially at such a young age, subconsciously, those are those are our future leaders, teachers, movers and shakers of the world. Let's let's. Let's instill in them what we didn't have. Let's let them grow up with what we didn't have. Let's not continue the cycle because I'll tell you this, and this is coming from the students that we work with. We all as children, we know deep down inside that we're not crazy because what we're afraid to talk about, we continue the cycle comparing each other and thinking each other's crazy is different than crazy. So, We're all, let's all be crazy together. Let your children unfold and trust the process as well. But, not but, and let them know, like Dr. Vic is here. We are here to help guide your children to another level that we didn't have the the privilege and the honor to experience. But we had to go through that so other children wouldn't. Give us the honor and the privilege of helping children to learn and remember. More importantly, remember who they are so they're not dependent on the world to devalue them or to tell them who they are.
0: Amen to that. I couldn't agree more. Um, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate sharing space with me at this time and uh, for all the wonderful uh, dialogue that we had. This was great.
2: Thank you. Definitely. Thank you, brother. Blessings.
0: And listeners, there will be a part two. So just, uh, uh, we'll definitely let you know when that comes. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is DrVic21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to The Mindful Experiment Podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential.
2: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.